BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. I'm Chuck Hamlick, CNBC. The Dow began the week with a 600-point loss. It ends with a 98-point decline. The Nasdaq down 81, the S&P 16. Stocks have fallen four weeks in a row now. Talks with China have stalled. Investors worry China will hit back with new tariffs on U.S. goods. China's already buying less pork and soybeans. That's hurting farmers and deer, which can't sell its farm machines. The U.S. will drop tariffs on aluminum and steel imports from Canada and Mexico this weekend. Shares of U.S. steel and Alcoa both fell anyway. China's Luckin Coffee, a Starbucks rival, began trading on Wall Street today and ended 20% higher. Lyft is being sued by investors who bought its new stock a few weeks ago, then lost money when the stock fell. And close to 11 million people may skip work Monday after staying up late to watch the last episode of Game of Thrones. HBO could see blockbuster ratings Sunday night. I'm Chuck Kamlick, CNBC. It's the little things. Like finding 20 bucks in the wash. Woo! Jackpot! Or knowing where to shop online for all the newest styles and best deals around. Stage.com, of course. Visit Stage.com today for incredible sales, our newest markdowns on clearance, more extended sizes, and even more choices. Plus, check out today's deals online for daily coupons and offers. Fresh styles, big savings, and fun perks every day. Stage.com. Little things mean everything. Offer exclusions apply. The Home Depot has easy-to-follow instructions for assembling your new grill. Step one. Let us assemble it and deliver it for free. Right now, buy any grill over $399 and assembly and delivery are free. So you can spend your time enjoying your new grill instead of assembling it or even getting it home. Today is the day for doing with free assembly and delivery on all grills over $399. Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bow through July 5th and store only. NBC News Radio. I'm Tom Roberts. President Trump is issuing tweets saying his 2016 campaign was conclusively spied on. That is, Attorney General Bill Barr says he wants to determine whether government officials abuse their power and try to put their thumb on the scale. It was sort of an ad hoc small group, and most of these people are no longer with the FBI or the CIA or the other agencies involved. Today's the deadline given to the Treasury Department to release President Trump's tax returns to the House Ways and Means Committee. The department is expected to ignore the subpoena as Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin continues to defy the Democrats' request for six years of the president's returns. The Air Force will not say if any weapons or ammunition were on the F-16 fighter jet that crashed into a commercial warehouse in Southern California yesterday. No serious injuries were reported when the plane crashed while attempting to land at March Air Reserve Base in Riverside. A bill banning LGBTQ discriminations headed to the Senate after passage by the House today. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. If you're looking for a full or part-time sales position and you have radio, TV, or print media experience, KCAA has a great opportunity waiting for you that pays the highest commissions in the market. KCAA is the only station in the IE that broadcasts on three frequencies, so advertisers receive three ads for one low rate. This makes KCAA a must-buy for every local business. If you're interested in a sales position with us, email CEO at KCAARadio.com. I always hear from our clients who hired another firm that they wish they'd hired DNA Financial first. Don't have regrets about your IRS tax case. Just hire the best in the first place. One owed $150,000 to the IRS and had spent thousands on another firm. We stopped the levies, negotiated a payment plan, and had their penalties forgiven. And while every case is different, we guarantee that we'll find your perfect resolution and get it done right. For a free consultation, call us at 866-201-0156. That's 866-201-0156. Then you can say, DNA DNA did right by me. me. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. 
Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-327-1660. That's 800-327-1660. Again, 800-327-1660. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. Hi, and welcome to the Capital Raising Club. I'm your host, Rose Vitale, co-founder of the Capital Raising Club. I'm here to help make sense out of business, investments, and capital raising. Whether you're an entrepreneur or an investor, this show bridges the gap between investors and business owners with interviews from business leaders who have experience on both sides. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at Capital Raising Club. You can watch our previous episodes and sign up for our newsletter at our website at CapitalRaisingClub.com. And now here's the host of the Capital Raising Club, Rose Vitale. Our goal with Capital Raising Club is to help fund 5,000 businesses over the next five years. If you're an investor, claim your free listing at CapitalRaisingClub.com to make it easy for businesses that need capital to find you. And if you're a business owner who's raising capital, whether you're a startup or in growth mode, looking to expand or acquire other businesses, we want to connect you with the right investor for your project. You can reach out to us at info at capitalraisingclub.com for help connecting with investors, nailing down your pitch, or any questions that you may have in regards to capital raising. Our guest today, Joanna Wright. She is a award-winning mentor a real estate investor, founder of Bottom Line Wealth, and a nationally recognized public speaker. She is recognized as an expert in creating more than $5 million in real estate transactions for students. She has over 18 years of experience as a licensed multi-million dollar real estate professional, and she's an investor specializing in the fix and flip strategy. Joanna teaches newbie investors how to build wealth and to keep more of the money they make. Her passion is teaching women to build wealth with ease and that assets are sexy, create confidence and independence. Her vision is to make a global impact on 1 million women entrepreneurs who will attain financial independence while loving their sexy assets. Joanna offers an uplifting, collaborative, and educational environment. Her training programs provide concrete solutions, realistic goals, and a customized roadmap. This keeps her grounded in her purpose to help women rise. She is an award-winning mentor, investor, and national speaker. It is our pleasure to introduce Joanna. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate that. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, good. Rose, the show's all yours. <laughs> so it says that, you know, you're the founder here of Bottom Line Wealth. What does that mean and what is that purpose? Uh, great question. Um, the, being the founder of Bottom Line Wealth brings me a lot of joy because um, it's, it's very unique in a way that the bottom line is having a small business and real estate assets is the best um, tax strategy uh, according to tax law. And that's their bottom line, what they talk about. So um, that's how the rich get richer. So that's the bottom line. <laughs> and this is true. This is true. And so your LinkedIn page says that you're a real estate, uh, a real estate mentor and specializes in, you know, training and supports women. Is there something uh, special or unique about what women should uh, invest into for real estate? Well, um, maybe not unique in the type of real estate investing, but unique in actually investing. Um, my my passion is really to empower women to have their financial independence. And 
if you really look at everything out there that you can invest in, it's one of the safest assets out there. Um, too many times I run across women who uh, end up in divorce or something crazy happened in their life and now they're just stuck with how do I handle all of this? Um, some of them not even, have, you know, worked the whole time they were married, you know, um, maybe it's a death that happened. So the education purposes um, is to get them so that they're not like all alone. So they're not um, feeling, you know, silly going, I, I should know all this, but I don't. I want them to have a safe container to where they can speak into money and speak into um, it's tough for me to talk about. I don't know these things. Like, I, I feel like I should know I'm an adult, but you know, we don't, we're not taught this in school. And so being specific to women is um, my passion, um, mostly because that's what happened with me. You know, I lost everything and was in a horrible relationship. And, um, you know, my parents didn't teach me uh, anything um, about building wealth. So I think it's important um, for our new economy that's coming out <clears throat> more so now than ever, um, that women do have their financial independence, that women can safely speak about, um, I do want to invest, I just don't know what to do. And sometimes when you're speaking with a financial planner, it's kind of one-sided with um, just speaking about the stock market in mutual funds and bonds and stuff. Um, and they don't really lean on the real estate side of it. And uh, so that's where I want to give that education, um, especially to women, so that they can remain financially independent. Those are good comments. Yeah, I, I and, agree uh, with you. Yeah. And from the male point of view, uh, it's good to hear you supporting women as much as you do. Um, and obviously, the, I've got to ask the question, will you work with a guy? I will work with a guy. I actually have several guy <laughs> students. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I figured that uh, that was obvious, but uh, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, you know, I've been accused of uh, working with too many women in the past. I used to run quite a number of uh, administrative systems and companies before I decided to go start my own companies. And I found them to be the hardest workers and the most creative and certainly those who were most able to get ahead but unfortunately the guys got all the glory and that always upset me and i was thinking boy i was hoping that someday somebody would come along with some programs for women that would really put the emphasis behind them and give them a chance to show what they can really do absolutely i i couldn't agree more and one of the main things that i focus on is you know obviously i'm focusing on women to empower them but in the same breath, I want to empower them to, to grow together with men, to work together. Um, and one's not over the other. You know, we're a partnership. We're created on purpose. Right. <laughs> work together, you know. So, and, you know, just to uh, have a safe container for them to ask, even if it's a silly question or they think they should have already known it. Sometimes when you're in a, a large group or, um, big gurus, uh, they don't really pay you, pay you mind or you feel intimidated to even say anything. So that's the main purpose of my bottom line wealth company. And when people, you know, learn with, what do they actually learn with you? Um, maybe you could touch upon some of the things that when they go through your program, uh, tell us a little bit about that program. Oh, absolutely. Um, my first response is they learn a lot. <laughs> uh, but let me back that up a little bit with um, when I first got started in real estate, uh, I started as a mortgage broker. And when I, uh, to get a loan, I, what I saw on a lot of people's credit reports was medical collections. And I realized in order to get the loan, I'm going to have to fix their credit. <laughs> So I became a really good credit repair person. That's one of the things that they will learn is like how important their credit is. And then the other thing that I learned was, wow, nobody planned for this emergency, did you? Hmm. So medical collections are very uh, damaging and um, 
tough to get off your report. And all of a sudden, what was a, a great credit report is now just ruined because you got caught in a pickle and you didn't, you weren't prepared to handle this emergency. Um, what you would learn in my company is if you had wealth to protect you, let's just say um, you had 10 houses, right? Um, 10 assets that can sit there and protect you should an emergency come up, then you can take one of those houses, either refinance it or sell it, depending on the situation or how much you need, and then pay off your emergency, save your credit and take a portion and reinvest and let your tenants pay it down. That's also what they would learn. And I am so passionate about that from being a mortgage broker and watching that happen to so many people that, you know, they just weren't prepared. Is there a particular thing about credit repair that somebody should know before they ever, in fact, sign up into a program? Is, are there any specific sources of information that you would recommend that they check out so that uh, when they come into your program or any other program of its type, they're in a better footing than before? Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's so much information out there in the information age. <laughs> um, but things that you want to look out for is, you know, ha having 30% use of your card, managing it, putting money on it, on it and paying it off, putting money on it and taking it off. That creates the credit. And um, as, as far as like a company to refer them to, um, I do have companies, different ones that I would recommend. One of them is Credit Nerds. Um, and there's, you know, I, I switch depending on who's uh, available or who's mastering a, a certain way because there's so many different aspects to your credit report that people don't know. And um, depending on how much you want to prepare your credit is who I will rec recommend for you. Okay, good. Rose, go ahead. Well, what I was going to ask is, you know, how did you, I mean, you, you explained how did you got involved in the, uh, you know, real estate field, but as a real estate, there's so many pieces and parts to it. And what parts do you play in that, you know, can be successful, you know, make somebody successful? Well, again, that's all in how you want to start. Um, people start in three different buckets. They start with either no experience or no money, or they have a little experience and some money, or they have a lot of money and either a lot of experience or no experience, but a lot of money. So it just depends on where they're starting out at. Um, that's where the customized uh, wealth blueprint comes from. Um, how much risk you want to take on, how much uh, leverage do you have? How many resources do you have? Uh, where do you want to invest in? There's so many factors. So I would sit down with them personally and ask them, what is your big vision? What do you want? And let me give you an example. So this will probably help you. I was just speaking with a client uh, the other day. And um, she said, Joanna, I'm, I'm, she's done a couple of fix and flips. She has some money. And she says, Joanna, I'm just, I'm tired. I don't want to work anymore. I don't want to do anything. I just want the gypsy life. <laughs> okay, let's see how that can work for you. <laughs> and we actually wrote out a plan for her um, on how many units um, she would need to reach her monthly goal um, to be able to live like a gypsy. <laughs> so um, again, it, it's unique to the person and what they want to do. Some people will still have their job um, working a regular nine to fiver and have just a couple of assets that make them feel comfortable, right? Maybe one house a year is, is comfortable for them. Another person may want, you know, to fix and flip five in a year and they have money. And so, and, and for the people that don't have any money, they could start with wholesale, right? I, tr I train on the four levels of uh, real estate investing. And maybe so you can explain wholesaling a little bit. Maybe some of, sure. some of our listeners may not know what wholesaling is. And um, so what you're trying to say here is, is basically real estate, there's so many different ways depending at what level you're in and how involved you want to be in it, it sounds like. And so, yeah, talk to our listeners in terms of what actually wholesaling means. Absolutely. So 
wholesaling is when you buy at a discount and you sell at a discount to someone who's going to then rehab the property and then make a profit as well as you. So you're selling it for a fee to a rehabber is mm, the simple language. <laughs> um, you know, and it, a way to also look at it is if you look at the grocery store, um, the grocery store that you go to buy groceries is a retail um, section where they get their food from is a wholesaler. It's wholesaled at a discounted price so that they can then put a margin on it and recoup their costs on the retail side from consumers. So the same thing with real estate. You have someone that's pulling it together and it's the job of a realtor to tell you the truth. Um, it's the job of the realtor to take the buyer and the seller and marry them together and make the deal happen. And they get a commission for it. As a wholesaler, you get a fee for it. So if you're not a licensed realtor, that's the difference. Was that helpful? Yeah, I think that was definitely helpful. Some of, the, some of our listeners may not understand exactly what that means. And, you know, I know a lot of times people do understand the fix and flip, uh, but wholesaling is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people will come back with me, is that legal? Can I do that? You absolutely can. So long as you have control of the contract, you can do it. And that's what the realtor has is control of the contract. So I hope that helps too, because I get that every once in a while where people think it's illegal to wholesale. <laughs> and the word wealth, what does it mean to you and why is it important? So the word wealth and why it's so important to me, the word wealth is abundance. It's, it's a protection. So in the dictionary, it's an abundance. Um, for myself, it's a protection. Um, so when something does happen, I'm prepared. I have my assets to protect me. Uh, to me, that is wealth and how I explain it to my students so that they don't think they have to be rich, you know, in order to survive. There's a, there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. And uh, that's what I help them understand to make sure that it's, a, it's an abundance feeling like I can, I can follow my passions now because I have the cash flow that's backing me up. I can go, you know, run track. I can do these marathons and not have to worry about being at a J-O-B, right? Because you have your cash flow backing you up. So it's about being able to support your passion. That's what wealth means to me. That's a good explanation. I like that one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, <clears throat> what is the secret to wealth building then? Well, um, the secret to wealth building, let's see, the real secret would be actually taking action. <laughs> uh, taking action is the most fearful one when it comes to attaining assets or, or even playing in the stock market. You know, some people have made their riches in the stock market, but they're not wealthy. So there's nothing that's backing them up in case something happens. Um, you know, what if, uh, hmm. yeah, so just being able to um, have all your ducks in a row and, and be able to follow your dreams. Oh, sorry. And what do you see some of the potential risks involved in real estate investing? Um, some of the risks... It's just like everything else that you invest in, the word invest is means you're going to have some risk somewhere um, and some reward. Um, so making sure that you pull your numbers together, you have somebody to guide you, you're not out there on your own. Um, that's the worst thing you could do is be on your own. Um, being in real estate, it's a team sport. It's, it actually, it's a, it takes a village to do real estate investing. It is, um, it is uh, a team of seven people per transaction. And being able to uh, build wealth, you know, again, if you're not starting with money or you're starting with money or you have some, um, 
it just depends on where you're starting is how that wealth is going to be created and started. And, um, but again, the, the big secret is just getting started, start the process, start the process. Um, if it looks like one house every two years for you, well, then that's the process you're starting. Um, but when you go into it, make sure that your, your numbers are cash flowing because cash flow is the king. Um, there's a lot of people that get into real estate investing and they don't understand the numbers. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They may not understand business as well. So I think, you know, that's an intricate part of that, um, you know, whole piece of the puzzle there. And so, um, and do you think, uh, as far as for the real estate value, you know, for the values that were hit pretty hard and, you know, the meltdown in 2008, uh, what do you feel the chances of something like that happening again? And how do you feel that the market, where, where do you feel the market's heading currently? Uh, currently, the market is, is definitely changing downward. Um, it's not as evident in some areas, but it is definitely changing. Um, some of the more popular areas like California, New York, and even Atlanta right now. I have a property in Atlanta that uh, I'm getting ready to put on the market. Um, I mean, it's just a, it's a major seller's market still over there. Um, but in other places, you know, prices have dropped things are changing. Um, the way people are looking at the economy is is changing. So we're already hitting that cycle. Um, some of you may or may not know, uh, and I'm sure John and Rosie, you know that, you know, there's a seven to 10 year cycle that happens. Um, and, and we're about to hit it again. So do I think it's gonna be as detrimental as 08? I don't, I don't think it's gonna be as detrimental. Um, I think we're going to get hit. I mean, that's uh, the, the normalcy of the market is to go up and down. Um, and for those that are paying attention and um, are educated, you'll know that the down market that's coming, some of us are real excited <laughs> because that's where millionaires are made. And, you know, those were all the good opportunities come up. And um, I don't want to sound like I'm happy that other people are on the down cycle, but they're on the down cycle because um, maybe they didn't plan correctly or maybe something happened. So it's our jobs as investors to get out there and help them. So it's a win-win for everybody. But there's so much of it. There's so many people that are not educated. And I just, I just, if I could not just stress that enough to get out there and get educated about real estate investing, because housing is a part of everyone's life. You know, you, you got to live somewhere, whether you're renting or, you know, you have someone paying for your rent, you still have something to do with real estate. So yeah, absolutely. Educate yourself on the market, educate on how we're going down and how you can protect yourself. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, um, you touched up, uh, upon, you know, no matter what stage you are, you can do real estate investing. Uh, maybe you could talk to our listeners a little bit about um, some of the ways that they can get involved if they have little money. Absolutely. So if you have little money, uh, my suggestion is to start with wholesaling. And again, it's a matter of getting the contract um, under control and then flipping the paper to someone who's going to fix and flip the property. Um, that is, I mean, you can literally do that with no money whatsoever. And it doesn't matter if it's in your own backyard or in another state. What matters is you know the market. And so when I first implore my students to um, do wholesaling, this is something that they want to learn, want to understand, want to create cash flow, um, I have them work in their own backyard so that they can see what's going on in the neighborhood and understand how market uh, shifts happen uh, close to them. Because it's harder to see when you're in another state if you're not experienced enough. So, <clears throat> but you could definitely wholesale in, in any state. So long as you have control of the contract, you can wholesale anywhere. So that is the first thing that I would say to get started in real estate investing with little or no money would be that 
particular way. It seems to me that uh, I've heard advertising on the radio from persons in the real estate business. And they, while they don't use the term wholesaling, and listening to your explanation of it, it sounds to me like it's, a, it's what they're talking about. <clears throat> Do you find that uh, some of the people in the real estate business that are out uh, doing national advertising, are they, are they kind of cloaking what they're doing so as to not raise any alarm or to cause people to have to ask questions? What, what do you think their motivations might be? Well, I'm not quite sure I understand the question of, or, or what, the, what it is that they're doing. Um, so a particular guru is cloaking, you're saying, or? Yes. Hmm. Maybe they're yeah, just he, trying to make it warm and fuzzy. Well, it all. could be, yeah, yeah. This is being done on a 24-hour talk radio station uh, in the Sacramento area. And oh, wow. uh, they don't, I've never heard the term wholesaling, quite frankly, up until you uttered it today. Oh, wow. Uh, having to do with real estate. That seems to be, <laughs> if you will, a, a secret. It's something that is n not really talked about. Uh, huh. As a homeowner, as a, uh, somebody who's <laughs> dropped a lot of money on uh, regular residential property as well as uh, ranch type property, uh, my first wife and I uh, raised Arabian show horses for a number of years. And so we had to have uh, properties where uh, we could raise those animals, train them, and so on. So we we purchased and worked with uh, property in the Northern California area, which I, I know you are familiar with, uh, in an area in the Sierra foothills. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it, the, the world was in one of those down cycles when we got into it. And uh, we ended up with a pretty serious loss. And uh, I went licking my wounds after that and decided to put my money into other ventures instead. And it was kind of an ugly introduction to what can go wrong mm. in a real estate transaction. And so uh, it, my, it really perked up my ears when you said wholesaling, because I'm thinking, that's what this guy's talking about, but he's not saying. Huh, weird. Uh, what is he saying, though? Is it how to do it with no money or something? Or Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're implying in the advertising that uh, you can get in with very little trouble. You can uh, learn the game very quickly. We'll, you know, give us a weekend and we'll teach you what to do. Um, is that a practical thing or is that uh, no. more like it? It's not no, practical. I, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, so learning wholesale, um, I mean, I have a, a quick, here's how you do it, you know, training that I can do. Um, I used to hold workshops myself in California and have people, you know, learn like how to find them, how to do the paperwork and stuff. Um, however, none of them are successful that day. I mean, wholesaling is a lot of work, actually. Um, it's a lot of research. So when I go over the four levels of real estate investing, I go over how much time each one of them takes. And then if you don't have time, you should have money in order to replace yourself on the scale, right? So wholesaling is a big time bar. So it's a lot of research. It's a lot of paperwork. Um, and it's not something you can learn in a weekend. There's just, there's just no way. <laughs> well, that was my assumption. Seminar, you're only going to re retain 7% anyways. So <laughs> I think it's just enough to make you dangerous. <laughs> I like the way you say that. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been through several of those seminars just out of curiosity. And uh, yeah, I, I walk away later saying, hmm, not so sure about this. Well, um, and that's one of the reasons a lot of people quit, too. I mean, they may have been given great information, but then they go out and do something. They, they get whacked with a tax bill. So, and they're like, oh my God, I'm never going to do real estate again. You know, because they don't know their numbers. They don't know to include capital gains or uh, if they're, well, not on wholesale, but you know, if they're fixing flipping a property. Um, I had one here just the other day, you know, how he cried, <laughs> you know, a couple of months ago. 
you know, he's like, I got this huge tax bill from doing this one fix and flip I did. I made great money and nobody told him to prepare for the tax consequences of it. You know, and when you're creating a new income as a wholesaler, that's another tax implication. So um, prepare yourself for that. <laughs> it's a business. Yes, it's a business. You have to prepare to pay taxes. Uncle Sam wants his share. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In everything. <laughs> yeah, in everything. So. So what parts of the U.S., do you feel that there's certain parts of the U.S. that's better for real estate growth than so, others? Maybe elaborate on that. So growth, um, growth happens in many ways. Uh, growth in um, uh, development, growth in um people, growth in jobs, growth in, uh, there's so many factors to, to look at in order to invest. So my focus is on multifamily uh, units and uh, currently, and I'm looking in Dallas or surrounding areas of Dallas um, only because I see things that are happening there. Um, and in, you know, a few other markets, Follow the big boxes if you're if you want to take that growth period. Um, if you can follow the big boxes, they've done the market research for you. And by big boxes, I mean like Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart. Those are the big boxes, and they took the time to know where to put their store. They did the research. They know uh, the development of that market. And if you look in like even Atlanta. They have things that are going on in um, doing a belt across the outer banks of Atlanta. Um, there's things that are going down over there that are um, that are creating even more frenzy, right? Um, Amazon is going over there. Google's going into Pittsburgh. I mean, they've been here since 2006, but they're expanding this huge uh, facility in uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. So that's a big box. So when you can follow those, that's the growth you want to follow. That's an emerging market that you want to grab hold of because that's where you're going to get the, if you're banking on appreciation, that's where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck, which I never teach to bank on appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll lose your shirt on that one. Like so many other people did in 2008, you know, they were, we were going up and up and up and up and like, Oh, I just buy the property and a month later I can sell it for 50 grand more, you know? And that's what they were doing. They were banking on appreciation. And then when the market started falling, everyone's like, Holy crap, I'm losing 50,000 mm -hmm. <laughs> or more. So yeah, it was quite devastating. So knowing your market and, and the growth, the different growth markets, uh, like I said, I'm following to answer your question in uh, Dallas, Texas, and there's a, a spot in Nevada, um, Las Vegas, that I'm looking at as well. You talked uh, also in the beginning uh, of the show here, you talked about, you know, four areas of real estate. Maybe you can touch upon those four areas a little bit more in detail. Absolutely. <clears throat> so one of the first things I usually uh, speak about when I'm either in front of a new person or uh, speaking at my, my workshops, I need people to understand that there's different levels that you can get into. Cause some people may say, well, and real estate's all a mindset game. I have people that don't have any money say, I don't have any money, so I can't get into real estate investing. And I have people that have a couple hundred grand that oh, I can't do, I don't have enough to get into real estate investing. And I have people with a couple million that say, well, I can't get into real estate, I don't have enough money. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, a, it really is truly a mindset. And I break it down with the four levels of real estate investing. Um, again, it, it, if I could draw it for you, I would do a timetable of, you know, how much time wholesale costs, which equals, you know, little or no money. So that's a, just a little bit of um, time, right? And money. Well, I mean, sorry, a lot of time, but I'm just saying a little bit of money, like an earnest money deposit or something. And then 
you break into fix and flip. So let's say you did like three wholesales, you made 30 grand, uh, 10 a piece. Now you can take that and you can put it into a fix and flip. You could do a couple of those, um, 35 a piece, right? And then you can have your 70 grand uh, or more that you make off of, that's, that would be like a minimum for me. <laughs> um, and then you would take that and you would put that into buy and hold to build your portfolio. Because if you're just in real estate investing for the uh, a wholesale, if all you do is wholesale, you're missing the purpose of real estate. And the purpose is to build your assets so that they will protect you. So you need to build your portfolio. And that's where a lot of people miss the bank. And I mean the bank. <laughs> Because once you can start building your portfolio, the fourth level is money lending. When you become the money lender, you're now the king, queen of your castle, you know, of your pile that you <laughs> are in charge of. I right? agree. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the aspect of where I, where I want to be is definitely the uh, lending aspect of it because um, so all those other aspects of it, um, been through some of those. But uh, definitely the, the money aspect of is, to me, is the, the one that's the least worrisome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then once you, if you know your number, I, I expect every lender out there, if that's the portion that you're at, if you want to be a money lender, please still educate yourself on the market and the numbers going on in, in real estate investing. Um, because you need to make sure that the person that you're working with is a good steward of money and they know the market and what's going on, right? True. True. Well, talk to uh, talk to our listeners on how they can get a hold of you. Tell, tell us a little bit about um, some of your programs and how people can get in touch with you if they're interested in working with you. Absolutely. So one of the things I wanted to touch on um, my programs and what I do uh, in taking them, I think we stopped at uh, credit repair. That's um, one of the things I first learned that I needed to do. And as a mortgage broker, I was learning um, how loans worked and how to, you know, make the best of them, <laughs> if you will, uh, because that's a whole other story. I think we could do a whole workshop on amortization. But um, <clears throat> so I, I was learning, you know, mortgage loans and I was learning credit repair because I wanted the loan. And, um, then I started doing real estate investing and my first real estate investment property was in Nampa, Idaho. And I, I got a hold of it sight unseen and by sight unseen, I mean, I wasn't naive enough to do it by myself. <laughs> I had mentors <laughs> that were guiding me, telling me the market, what's going on over there. And I was educated and I said, okay, well, everything makes sense. And so, and that's what started me on my venturing of uh, real estate investing. Um, but it was, uh, that, that was another, that's another thing that I bring to the table is helping people understand each of their markets uh, and how they can do the real estate investing in, you know, wherever it is they're at. Uh, for an example, I have a student in Colorado and um, some of the reasons people come to me is either to create cash flow or to build wealth. They might need a tax write-off. Um, she came to me and said, I need tax write-offs. I need to buy a property. I said, okay, great. And she's like, well, there's just no way I can afford Colorado. And I said, I hear you. It's expensive. You know, I understand that. Um, but again, it's just a mindset and what you want to do. <clears throat> My suggestion to her was, uh, where do you like to go? Who do you like to visit? Where do you travel to? And she goes, well, I see my mom in Virginia. And I said, okay, great. <laughs> That's a good market. <laughs> um, there's, you know, universities there. There's, you know, cheaper housing than Colorado where she could better utilize her money. So with the guidance, she's able to buy a property uh, where her mother, in the same state her mother is, and so when she goes to visit her mother, that's a tax write-off because it's a business travel, right? So now she's getting more tax write-offs and she gets to see her mom and yeah, 
I use the same excuse for for men who don't want to see their mother-in-laws <laughs> buy a property where she lives and just say, okay, honey, I'll see you. I got to go take care of the property, right? So seeing your mother-in-law could be a tax write-off. So make it fun. You know, that's what I like to have my students do. Make it fun. Uh, make it worth your while. Everything I do is a tax write-off. Um, you know, it, it drives my husband crazy, but <laughs> he loves me for it too because we, we do good there in that department. Um, but yeah, just helping them understand how Uncle Sam sees things and Uncle Sam sees things as if you own real estate, we're expecting that you're providing clean, safe, affordable housing. And so we're going to give you this major tax break in all these different areas, right? And then if you have a small business, Uncle Sam's going to reward you because they believe you're providing jobs, right? So you get all these tax deductions. And the two together is like the perfect cocktail that everybody should know about and strive to learn and acquire because you're never going to get rich in a W-2 job. Um, you're, you're gonna, it's going to take you a lot, lot longer to get the write-offs that you need. Um, and paying next to zero in taxes. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the things that I like to lay on the table for my students. Um, giving them the best tax strategy um, equals the best real estate strategy. How's that? That sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, now that you've told your story a little bit, let's ask a, a loaded question. Knowing what you know about real estate investing and the real estate market in general, would you do it again, or would you go into a more conventional business? Gosh, no. <laughs> so you didn't hear about the story about me being a mad scientist when I was five years old, did you? <laughs> <laughs> when I was young, I used to play with uh, perfumes and lotions, and I would mix them up, and I knew I was going to change the world, right? Just poof, there's my, you know, science project, you know, exploding all over the, the science lab. Um, I love science and uh, I love to travel. I wanted to be a truck driver when I was young. And um, my dad used to go out and fix broken down 18 wheelers. He was a welder. And so I would go out with him on his jobs and I would sit there and, you know, go with the steering wheel and go, oh, this is so much fun. And I just, I fell in love with 18 wheelers. So my love for travel, my love for 18 wheelers and being a mad scientist real estate investing fixes all of that for me because <laughs> there's so many things that you could do with real estate investing um you know a student of mine had a property in uh, in california that he got subject to and um well he was trying to wholesale that's how he was starting and there was a big discrepancy with the the kids there and they wouldn't leave and the guy said just take the property right and people do this. I've had people just want to hand over their properties. You don't always want to take them, but they are out there. So he said, just take the property. And um, so it ended up being a subject too, because there's a mortgage on it. Um, and then he got a fix and flipper to take it over. He got paid uh, part of it on the front end and the guy rehabbed it and he got paid the rest of his wholesale on the back end. So he kind of joint ventured subject to and wholesaled all in one. What a cocktail, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, how you could just pull all of that together. So that's what excites me and, and all the different things that you can do. Sometimes, you know, people, a, a lot of, let's just say wholesalers, will leave money on the table because they only know one strategy. So the more tools you have in your belt, the more you can help somebody in need. You know, if they're in foreclosure, if they're in... Um, probate, whatever's going on, um, you become that person that solves their challenge for them. And it might not be because it's the lowest price. It could be maybe you paid a little bit more to help get them out of their woe, and it's still a great number for you, right? So there's all kinds of ways to work it, to make it a win-win for everybody. Mm, that sounds like a good story. You know, I've been the investing in the other side of the, of the the road, you might say, uh, in individual businesses. And I have never considered um, 
being a, a real estate investor. Mm -hmm. And now that I've heard what you've had to say, I'm sort of <laughs> kicking myself saying, whoops, boy, John, you really passed up some things. So uh, you never know, you might get a call from me here pretty soon. And right on. Yeah, you might hook me into uh, taking a close look at it because uh, I won a lot in the other side of the street. I've also lost a lot because yeah. sometimes running a business, operating uh, in a <laughs> immature market or any number of other issues can really be a severe challenge and uh, not always return the uh, investment gain that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But uh, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm thinking, wow, I should take a hard look at it. Yeah, well, it's definitely fun. You know, I mean, I don't ever want anyone to pull away from what they do, uh, what they love to do. Um, my whole purpose is that real estate supports you. It's here to support you. Whether you like real estate or not, it doesn't matter. It is the best vehicle out there to fuel your bank account <laughs> to fund your passions right, and protect you in the long run. So uh, what's happening now in this new gig economy is people are working gig to gig. No longer is there the gold watch with the 401k and the, all the retirement bennies, right? So what's what's the new generation doing for retirement? Right? <laughs> what retirement? Exactly. <laughs> for too many people, there is none. What are they going to do for long-term cares? They, something's needed. You know, to me, my long-term care is my portfolio. It's going to take care of me. <laughs> yeah, this is this is true. <clears throat> so, what, so what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you if you're they're looking to, uh, like I said, uh, retain you and retain your services? And maybe you could talk a little bit about the cost involved uh, for some of your mentorship. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, to get a hold of me, I'm going to make it real simple for everybody that you can text uh, wealth one hundred and one. Uh, to 64600, and that will provide you my phone number, my email, my website, my LinkedIn, and that's wealth101 to 64600. And my programs range anywhere from um, 997 to uh, 8500. So it just depends on where you're starting or in the middle of or how long you need help. So again, I'm so customized to the client that my prices vary. Great. You know, it's definitely been a pleasure here and learning a lot about real estate. And I'm sure John can agree with uh, some of the things that he's learned. It seems like uh, some of these new things are a little bit eye-opening for him. And so... Uh, definitely um, was a pleasure having you on to the show here and uh, exciting. We definitely would love to have you back and, and hopefully I know you've moved out to uh, Pennsylvania there and hopefully we'll, we'll get a chance to sync up and uh, meet up when you're here in California. Any uh, last thoughts what you'd like to share, John? Well, no, I was just thinking I spent a considerable amount of time in Pennsylvania when I was out running around a United States putting on seminars and workshops and so on and uh, I still remember the green of the countryside and that was one of my favorite places to visit. Uh, also I stayed out in the countryside more than I did in the towns and uh, I really enjoyed that that part of the country. So uh, perhaps we can make a trip out your way too. Uh, you can show us your part of the world. Oh, absolutely. It's gorgeous out here. They call it God's country. It's just loaded with uh, every animal you can think of and lots of sunshine. Well, not lots of sunshine, lots of rain lately. Let me just correct that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then lots of greenery. Well, obviously it's raining so much. It's lots of greenery and just beautiful out here. You know, I live where people go to camp, go to vacation, go to retire. That's where I live and it's just gorgeous. Fantastic. Okay, well, we've got about one minute to sign off. Um, Rose, any last-minute thoughts here before we uh, push the uh, terminal button? I just want to remind everybody that, you know, our goal here at Capital Raising Club is to help fund 
5,000 businesses over the next five years. So if you're looking for help, if you're looking, you know, to, you know, just basically some advice here, please reach out to either myself or John. We're, we're definitely here to help and we're, we're always going to continue to have people uh, onto the show that's going to add value to our listeners and, um, you know, our investors and the entrepreneur. And one thing I would add is if uh, you would like to be on the show as a uh, guest, please uh, contact us as well and uh, present your case. And uh, who knows, you might be uh, participating with us uh, in a future program. So uh, thanks very much for contributing today, Joanne. And uh, it's nice to hear about a different facet of business than just the entrepreneurial lifestyle. So thank you very much for being our guest today. Oh, I so appreciate being the guest. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Capital Raising Club with Rose Vitale. Join us each week on NBC Radio right here at this time. I'm here to help make sense out of business, investments, and capital raising. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at Capital Raising Club. You can watch our previous episodes and sign up for our newsletter at our website at CapitalRaisingClub.com. Join us each week on NBC Radio right here at this time on The Legacy, 1050 AM, Talk 102.3 FM, and Express 106.5 FM. And now on Alexa, get me KCAA. The Legacy. Southern California's KCAA, the number one talk radio station in the Inland Empire. When you feel gassy, you're uncomfortable. Cattle get that way too, and it can be very serious for them. Hi, I'm Jody Hinky. Know the signs of bloat in cattle and what to do about it as you're living the country life. Living the Country Life. Ideas and inspiration for your place in the country. You can find more information on today's topic and from previous shows by visiting us online at livingthecountrylife.com. We'll return to the show after these messages. If you're looking for new ideas for what to do around your place in the country, register for the Living the Country Life newsletter. Once a week, you'll receive helpful tips in your inbox on a wide variety of seasonal and timely topics, along with so much more. Living the Country Life is for all those people who love to live in the country. Sign up for your free newsletter today by visiting livingthecountrylife.com. Whenever you're online, Living the Country Life is there too. Like us on Facebook and exchange tips and ideas with people who share your love for the country way of life. Follow us on Twitter at Small Farming for timely news and information. You can also find us on Instagram and Pinterest. See the latest inspired shot from our readers or add a garden tip to your boards. Living the Country Life has all the ideas for your home acreage. Visit us online at livingthecountrylife.com and find us on social media. After eating hay all winter, the cattle will be giddy the first time you turn them out on pasture. They'll suck down the lush green forage like it's their last meal. Unfortunately, it might be. A condition called bloat happens when gas develops from eating high-protein forages. Foam becomes trapped inside the rumen. The rumen swells and can kill the animal within an hour if not treated. David Fernandez is an extension livestock specialist at the University of Arkansas. He says one of the keys to preventing bloat is to feed animals something fibrous before turning them out a new pasture. Go ahead and feed them some hay, make sure that they've had their morning fill, and then turn them out and let them start grazing on it. Don't let them have it all at once. You can limit graze them where you turn them out on the pasture for a little bit and then push them back off of it. Just kind of gradually work them onto that over the period of a week or so. An animal that develops bloat will have swelling on the left side of its body. They'll be obviously uncomfortable, kick at their belly, stomp their feet, and may grind their teeth. Fernandez says if you suspect bloat, tap your fingers on the animal's left side. It will sound hollow like a drum. Treat it immediately with a surfactant to break up the surface tension of the foam. Bloat guard is one of the products that's used, and that's also a detergent. So, you know, in a pinch, you can use Dawn dishwashing liquid. A couple of ounces of Dawn dishwashing liquid in maybe a pint of water, get that down into the room and through a tube. You have to be careful not to get the fluid down into the lungs, but that surfactant will break up that foam and allow that gas to escape. Fernandez says you can use a bloat needle and punch it into the swollen left side of the animal to allow the gas to escape, but only do this in a real emergency. 
Learn more about bloat and livestock at livingthecountrylife.com. I'll see you in the country. Living the Country Life, ideas and inspiration for your place in the country. You can find more information on today's topic, share your tips, and post photos by visiting us online at livingthecountrylife.com. Hey, this is Fly Music Radio Immaculate here, getting you plugged into the hottest music, artists, entertainment news, and events. Good vibes every Saturday from 6 to 8 p.m. We'll be right here live, and we want you to be too. Listen on 1050 a.m., 102.3 FM, or 106.5 FM. Catch us on kcaaradio.com anytime. That's Fly Music Radio, NBC, KCAA Radio, every Saturday at 6 p.m. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM.